0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Big Bros Podcast. My name is Ilan and I'm joined by my lovely friend, co-host, comrade, associate. What else, mate? uh, Podcast friend. How are you, Jeremy? (laughs)
1: I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm, you know, just buzzing to be here yet again for episode 44. We've gone through the Spotify raft. We've seen everyone and all their what they're listening to what podcast wise music wise all 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 their accolades and um yeah keen to dive into the next year that is podcasting for us so i'm well mate i'm excited how are you
0: yeah dude i'm really really good i'm couldn't agree more. That that whole Spotify Wrapped—it's a cool little feature that they've got. Like seeing where your own podcast ranked amongst others, but also just like seeing what you listen to. Yeah. Like for me, I had I had Modern Wisdom as my top podcast, followed by like Diary of a CEO, followed by like Big Bros. Oh, Big Bros. Oh yeah, she would have had to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe (laughs) I don't listen to our podcast. Maybe I hate my voice so much. I don't listen to it. What was your Spotify wrapped other than big bros at the top? Um,
1: Yeah, for the, for the ones that actually might semi be somewhat interested for podcasting. My top was also Modern Wisdom, um, followed by The Psychology of Your 20s. Shout out Gemma, lovely friend of the show, doing great things over there. And um, yeah, love what she does and love what she speaks about. Um, Ours featured up there as well for me because, you know, when you have your own podcast, you have to go back and listen to how grim you sound at times and how maybe somewhat decent you sound at times to make something a little bit interesting for the socials, right? So yeah, that those were my top three along I think maybe the imperfect Dylan Friends someone oh, yeah, in Dylan there. Dylan Friends is up there. Yeah. He's so, good. Nah, it was good. Interesting, mate. Anyways, how, how else have you been? You've got some got some interesting news to share with people, don't you?
0: Yeah, well we're speaking about uni course offers. So by the time this episode's released, a lot of students will have gotten their ATAR and they'll be making plans for next year. Potentially, they've gotten a uni course offer. Potentially, they haven't gotten into their desired course. Potentially, there's a bunch of things that is plaguing the young minds with uncertainty because who knows what's happening next year. They've just experienced year 12. They've had the highs and lows. They've had their formal. They've had their exams. Now, they've had their ATAR released, and perhaps they might not be feeling too happy with where it lands them. Now, you said I've got some big news. I got an offer just before... Actually, a postgrad offer for clinical psychology, a master's. So, wow. that's a massive... Um, yeah, I'm a bit in shock right now, if you can't tell. It's hard to be, you know, professional, if we, if we can even call us that. But it does feel a bit weird. I'm in a bit of shock right now because there's, um, there's a bit of emotion, yeah. if, if I'm being honest. You know, I've worked for f- five years through my undergrad trying to get good marks, bumping up my experience and, you know, I've just gotten an email at the end of business closure by a specific specified university saying, you know, we'd like to offer you a position in our course and mind you, these places only accept like 15 to 20 students. And I've been rejected by like five or six unis. And I think we can speak about that, which is the whole idea of what happens if you get rejected. So I can speak a bit to that, but yeah, I'm feeling a bit shocked right now. Um, bit of happiness, lots of happiness. Um, but yeah, a lot of emotion. So I'm sure we'll get into it. But yeah, um... Well,
1: mate, congratulations because we, you know, as a friend, as a close friend of yours, like I know how much this means for you and how much you've been working towards the goal of getting into a clinical psych course. And, you know, you had that sense of, you know, you had that dream, but you also didn't have that expectation that... It would maybe happen so soon because you know you're straight out of honors. You're you're pretty young. You're only 23 years old as well, um, but you know I, it's it's so well deserved, mate. You've absolutely busted your gut for it, so congratulations, mate. It, and it makes me so proud to see you achieving something like this and getting into what you've hoped for for so long now. So. Thanks, Dear mate. Congratulations, mate. I'm so happy. For Thank
0: you. Me. You're going to make me emotional with that little uh, serenation. Nah, it's, <laughs> it's
1: true, mate. I mean, we should, you know, celebrate these times. And, you know, I think it's, you know, so much goes to say with like, you know, you should be humble and you maybe shouldn't like brag about certain things. But I'm a believer that like if you've worked your ass off for something and you've, you've voiced that you want to achieve something and you've actually gone out and done it, like celebrate it. And the ones that will hype you up and cheerlead you on the sidelines for that are the ones that, you know, really do give a shit about you and your achievements, Thanks,
0: man. No, I I, I completely agree. I I suppose the reason it's so emotional as well is because I'm 23. Yeah. And I remember when I was 18, kind of link it to this episode, I thought I wanted to do law arts at Monash, which was like a 98 ATAR. And I got a strong ATAR mid-90s, but it didn't... I couldn't have studied law arts at Monash. So, I didn't get the uni course offer I wanted and there were a lot of students like me and there are a lot of students like that every single year who may get a great ATAR, who may not get a great ATAR. They might have worked and busted their ass off and the marks they get may not allow them to get into a specific course and that can sting because I think when you're young and you get that like feeling of, fuck me, I worked so hard only to get rejected, it's the first taster of why the world's unfair and... I m- remember grappling with those feelings when I was 18, 19. It was a good shock to the system. So, obviously, I just to give like a quick side story, I ended up doing arts for a year because I thought, you know what? I'll try and transfer into law at Monash. I didn't even want to be a lawyer. I just wanted to have the law degree like I think a lot of people do. Yeah. So, not having a dig at a lot of people who are studying law, but just more so at the fact that I was more so willing to study a degree for the sake of its name rather than for the pure intrinsic passion of studying it, which is kind of alarm bells. But through my arts degree, I picked up a few psychology electives. I loved it. It was the one subject where I could actually like, you know, enjoy it and not feel like I'm studying for it, but really just like learning and, you know, crafting my skills. I decided, you know what, this, I can see myself going down this career path. And I looked at what kind of careers are available. And obviously, psychologists is the obvious one. But obviously, there's different streams within psychology. You can be a forensic psych, a sports psych, a clinical psych. There's so many kind of areas of practice endorsement that you can pursue. And I remember when I entered it, a lot of people told me it's long degree. You need to want to do it. And I had to ask myself that because I couldn't ask myself that with law because I didn't want to be a lawyer. But I knew that I wanted to be a psychologist. And I knew that studying these next four years with a fourth year honours and then doing a masters after, it's a long degree. It's a six year degree, plus supervision after, to until you're even qualified as a clinical psychologist. So, you know, this year was the hardest. We spoke about burnout. We spoke about how difficult it is having to weigh up so much so many things when there's pressure and you need to perform. It's character building, so, you know, and I've gotten quite a few rejections from places. I flew up to Brisbane for an interview up there, my first one. I was nervous as shit, and and I got rejected from there, as I did with a few others that I applied for in Melbourne, and it hurts, like, you know what I mean? But at the same time, it hardens you, and I can't stress that enough. So, for, I guess, to relate it back to this episode, there's going to be students who have just gotten a score, and... They might be happy with it, but it may not be enough for their desired course. I promise you, I promise you there's a lot of things you can do with it and you can still get to your destination.
1: Yeah, I can relate to that as well. A lot of people in my university course, which is physiotherapy, I've you know i also just finished my degree by the time this, um, this episode comes out, which is also something I'm ecstatic about. But yeah, a lot of people in, in my course took many different pathways, you know, they might might have studied science first and then transferred into physiotherapy, or they might have studied exercise science or exercise physiology or something something sciencey first before getting into physiotherapy had they not have jumped into the course straight off the bat. And look, at the time as a student, maybe that wasn't their their intention. You know, maybe they would have absolutely hoped to have jumped into Physiotherapy first off the bat but you know i think it goes to show that whatever happens you can you can make something from the situation you're in and if if anything it might actually be like advantageous to you in the long run if you have to take a pathway to get into the desired course because it might actually instill that level of appreciation for the course even more the fact that you might not have been handed to it on a silver platter first off the bat because a lot of us like might just put down things as a first preference. Like like you said with law, you know, you, you put it down as a preference. You didn't necessarily want to be a lawyer, um, but you got, a, you got good enough marks for it initially. So you put it down because why not, right? But the fact that, you know, some people might actually have to do something prior to then work to getting to that law degree or getting to that medicine degree It might actually give them that sense of satisfaction and gratification once they do actually put in the hard yards in the course prior before actually doing the course that they were ambitious of getting into in the first place.
0: And I reckon, honestly, those students who've had to work that extra hard, hard they they have a bit more resilience, I reckon, than those students who got in straight away. Yeah, and I mean, I, I'm making a gross generalization. Not black and white, black and white but I'm, I'm speaking really generally here. And the reason I am is because, you know, it's hard to face reje- rejection. And that all, it, it ultimately means you need to reconfigure. You need to recalibrate your approach. Mm-hmm. And that means having to address the ultimate question, which is I'm not good enough for this, co- for this course at the moment. But when we tell ourselves we're not good enough for this course at the moment we don't really think about at-the-moment bit. Our, our brains, our emotions, we deal in black and whites, right? Every, it's either yes or no. So, for us, the at-the-moment bit doesn't really matter. It's the fact that, okay, we didn't get in at all, therefore, we're not good enough. So, that student who's just been rejected, who's feeling as though, fuck, I'm not going to get to my desired place, is now having to reconfigure, reevaluate themselves as, you know, of academic quality. And at the same time, they're, they're like questioning, you know am I really f- going to, am I cut out for this sort of career? Am I Am I good enough to be in that career? And then you start thinking about how
1: many years it might take you to get to that career, how many hours of placements and, you know, you might be one year behind where you w- would have hoped to have been in the first place and, yeah, I just know all, all of these thoughts start to absolutely flood your brain.
0: I mean, we we had friends, right, who had to take an extra few years to get to where they wanted to go and you know it's a i think when you're coming out of school it's a bit difficult because everything's so streamlined yeah you're in year 11 together then you go into year 12 together and there's this idea that if you're born in the same year with them you know you graduate in the same year with them from the uni aspect you get a job at the same time you get married at the same time you have travel experiences at the same time and the 20s aren't like that we're not nothing's structured in a streamlined way and nor should it and nor should it be because I
1: think that's the scariest thing for us in our early twenties is that it's not streamlined anymore, and some people go route A, some people go route B, and it, it's scary to to have that difference and that change, and we're just not
0: used to it coming from
1: the school system. But
0: I, I mean, I had a really different experience to you because you got in straight away into your course, and you know, I'm not sure we can always bl- blurt it out if you don't want me to name the course. But, I've said physiotherapy. Yeah, physio but more so how hard it is to get into physio at the specific uni you're at. Did you ever have like doubts throughout year 12 whether you'd be able to get in?
1: Of course. I think everyone has doubts. I mean, the amount of times I was playing on ATAR calculator on those dark, windy, rainy Tuesday mornings sitting in the common room. You know, it's like (laughs) August and your exams in October are, are impending and... You're thinking, holy shit. Like, where am I ranked? How well do I have to do my exam? Like, have I done enough in my sacks? Am I putting enough work into studying? Like, I've got this number one preference and what What if I don't actually get it? What if I don't nail it? And, you know, you remind yourself of what your second preference is and what your third preference. And then you start thinking, fuck, well, like, what if I only get my third and second preference? And all, all these thoughts, like, rush in your brain and... Of course, they happened to me. Of course, I felt that way as well. But all I could do was what was in my control. And that was working my ass off in that moment, busting my gut as best as I can and just putting in my best effort. And that should be like the mentality with anything in life. There is. Did you have a backup plan? Yeah, the backup plan was I had exercise science or physiology as my second preference and that that's a common route for a lot of people that don't get into physiotherapy at the beginning. They'll do ex-phys or ex-science for the first couple of years and then um, hopefully with with marks that are suitable enough to transfer into physio, then they'll transfer.
0: The reason I asked that is because what you said there was two things. First of all, common pathway and common pathway for physios that is. And number two, uh, the fact that, you know, You have to get good marks. The thing about it being a common pathway for physios specifically isn't that it's not mutually exclusive to physios. It's any student who wants to end up in a desired course can get into that course. When you're in year 12, it's it's a bit of all or nothing. I either get in or I don't. And it's much more difficult to actually... In terms of a mindset, you mean? Yeah, mindset, mindset. And... You know, we speak to our career counselors, and they might give us a few like who know absolutely nothing anyway. Oh no no, 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 no! We're not fucking here to rip on career going counselors.
1: Off the V report. No, 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 I'm, no.
0: but they're also tell. I'll tell you what. Sure, they might not know us in a vocational sense, yeah. like inside out. But what they do know is, and this is where I thought it was really useful, is you speak to these council, uh, careers counselors, and they tell you don't stress if you don't get in straight away. Yeah. Sure, it might take you an extra year, extra two years. Maybe it takes you a bit longer. But is it a price worth paying if this is what you're keen on doing, right? Mm. But I, then- think I'd, I think I
1: just would have liked to have been told that more so from a student or someone that was closer to me in age than a careers person because I feel like... Well, you've got
0: big bros now telling you this. So, exactly so right. just so you know, if you want to study law at Monash and you don't get the ATAR required, you can study a lot of other things and then transfer. That's right. And then with physio, you can do exercise and...
1: Exercise science or ex-phys first and you know, you find your pathway. But like we said, that's yep. with anything. and <laughs> Yeah. You'll, you'll always find your way if you, you know, you discover your passion and you, you want to, you know what you want to work towards, you will get there. But what if, the big question is, but what if you don't actually know what you want to do? What if you've you've got your ATAR and December time and you're putting down your your course preferences and you actually don't know what you want to do yet.
0: You're asking me as someone who very much faced a little bit of that in my first year of transitioning from school to uni. I think there's some stuff you can do. Mm. Um, You don't have to know what you want to do, but you want to identify a few things. You want to identify things that you're good at, things that you are good at and enjoy doing things that you hate doing because that at least filters out the shit you don't want to do. For example, I hated math.
1: If anything, I reckon that's the the better way to
0: work out what you should do. It's a very solution-focused what way. What do I absolutely not like? Yeah. What do I hate? I hated numbers. Therefore, that ruled yeah. out anything related to engineering. So, I hated things... Although, I can't not, don't regret it, but it would have been cool to learn a bit more coding because I think that's the future of the world. That's another discussion. I, I didn't like things that required like problem solving in the mathematical sense yeah. and also like the science, scientific sense, like the chemistry sense. So, that ruled out for me a lot of careers within that domain. Okay. I realize I'm kind of somewhat okay at writing and linguistics and talking a bit of shit as we do on this podcast, but... I also had a bit of fascination about the world around me Mm. so I'm interested in things or rather I'm interested in people more than I am in things Mm. so that kind of rules out a career where I'm working with things like you know an engineer might be working with certain you know objects whereas someone like me and you who are in allied health spaces were around people yeah that that's a good ruling out first then you experiment. You you filtered it. You you filtered it down enough that you can like now if you're going down the university path because this might not be applicable for everyone. But this advice was useful for me, which was arts is helpful because I was able to pick and choose some subjects that I enjoyed that I thought I would like. Almost like imagine you're on the Bachelor or the Bachelorette and you've got a bunch of people and you start filtering through and seeing which partner you want to have a one-month marriage with because they never last anyway. But just stay with the hypothetical, right? And you mix and match and you see what you like and what you don't like. And for me, I was mixing and matching with subjects and arts like bioethics, international relations. I thought I wanted to be a diplomat. Like, I thought I wanted to travel the world and do diplomacy. Definitely don't want to do that. The UN's a shambles. But uh, again, another conversation for another day um but going from that i realized i like psych cuz that was one of my electives and then from there i was able to filter down more so okay then there's going to be someone who says i'm not good at anything i don't know where to start that's also good that's actually more of a challenge that's more fun i think in that case i would you've just come out of school try everything everything even if you might think you not don't like it when we're younger we don't know what's good for us we don't know what we might actually like so see if you can travel a bit. Start speaking to different people. Start speaking to a vocational psychologist potentially, someone who can help you unlock the things that you might enjoy doing. But travel, try different things. And even if you think you might not like it, still try it anyway. Yeah. Because you don't want to have that lingering thought in your head. Of what if. Yeah. And some and there's people and this is like just a quick point I wanted to mention, there's people who realize uni's not for them and they want to go into a trade or apprenticeship. We bloody need it. We need people in carpentry. We need electricians. We need plumbers. We need a lot of people in these professions. University's not that much more... It's not that it's more lucrative. I think now there's... Most people go to uni as well. And the, it's not that it's a problem, but the, the issue is I feel like we've almost now trivialized the necessity for you know, manual labor jobs. And some people are cut. I've got mates who aren't academics whatsoever. I was thinking of one person who he is so good with his hands. To put him in an academic institution would be a waste of his time. But to put him into a situation where he can use his hands and use his practicality, that's the best way he can contribute to society but also enjoy himself. Yeah, it's just about
1: choosing what what you're, you're suited for. And yeah, you're right. Like uni isn't the be all and end all. And so much of a focus is thinking that we must go into university but i think it also comes back down to what your family family situation is what what their values are what are their expectations like do they expect you to go into university because if they do that makes things a lot a lot trickier if that's something you don't want to go down the path of doing and they're expecting you to do so makes things harder means you might have to be a little bit more ballsy to actually do something different, go against the grain. It's same a, with schools.
0: It's a bit tough. Some families don't literally allow their kids, even though they're 18, to have a gap year. Mm. Uh, some encourage it. I know you had a gap year and it was like a very good experience for you and probably left you feeling energized. Absolutely. Best experience of my life. And I think that's also
1: a point I wanted to make that if you don't know what you want to do yet and you don't want to like jump into university or picking up a trade or whatever it is after finishing school i i would always advocate for taking time off and maybe not necessarily having a full gap year but doing something to give you that ability to just see the world and see environments that are different to just the school environment because that is all we ever had known up until when we finished school right and that was the best thing for me because i took time off i continued the work where i was doing i was i was working in a chicken shop for six months and like four days a week making as much money as i could and then i went away worked at camp america and i realized how much i loved being around people and in new environments and working with with kids and like being around people but yeah being around people but like I just loved seeing like growth in people and growth in those, I guess, younger than me as well, like bringing the best out in people. And I think that's also a big reason as to why I wanted to start this podcast as well, just because I felt like then was the first moment where I loved the feeling of giving back to people and seeing seeing the growth in them. And that's the aim for, for this show as well. So you can learn amazing things about yourself by, by, the, by the education of traveling, right? And I think the education of traveling is probably something bigger than what you'll ever get at university level or in whichever job that you might be picking up after school. So it's something that I would 100% advocate for once you finish school, especially if you don't really know what you want to do yet. Take time off, make mistakes, work, go traveling, Do something rogue hire a van and drive around australia i don't fucking know but just do something different
0: you gotta do something as joey diaz says you gotta do something yeah have you seen that video of joey Uh, diaz yeah and he's right you gotta (laughs) do something you know there's too many people doing anything i gotta find the video maybe we should plug it here but um yeah no it's true you know you mentioned something about a gap year and i feel like this is an important point to make. You don't want to piss away a gap year and do nothing. You actually do want to make it go to... You don't necessarily even have to go traveling. It could be a gap year where you try different things. Yeah. It could be volunteering. It could be working even if you, if you before going back to studying or if you choose not to study or yeah, whatever. You, you want to be intentional with... Intentional, with the, yeah. yeah.
1: With whatever it is you choose, you want to be intentional. You don't want to just just yeah piss fart around and and play video games for 12 months straight and and still come out of that thinking fuck I still don't know what I want to do like you want to be intentional and that might be picking up a job you might hate it you might go on to the next thing you might go travel to some country you might hate that that's fair at least you're giving things a go right so it's about being intentional and just trying new things it's- and seeing what sticks or seeing what doesn't stick and then working out through what doesn't stick what actually maybe might stick.
0: Correct. And that's probably a more elegant way of explaining my whole fucking rant before about, you know, filtering down what you like and don't like. But it's funny. You don't necessarily even have to go traveling, although traveling, you should do it because, you know, we're humans. We need to explore our, you know, surroundings and, you know, it's a big wide world out there and so many exciting opportunities to be had but even for me i remember just being at work i was working in medical retail at the time and you're dealing with a lot of kind of different populations mostly elderly but yeah. some people who are kind of you know they're quite they're dealing with a lot of chronic illnesses and i remember i loved seeing you know certain those pop- populations and speaking to them and helping them and you know making their day and that's when that was another affirmation for me that gee i really love working with people i'd rather i'd r- to be in a profession where I can help people on a one-on-one basis so even things like that where I was able to just like observe myself and observe what I actually enjoyed went a long way do you need to go traveling to find out what you want to do definitely not does it help I think so Mm, I I think anything helps if you're willing to try it absolutely yep I
1: like that point and I I I I mean I will agree with that because that's what I did and that was the that was what I essentially found in my travels that made me discover more about who I was. But I, I learned a lot about myself just through the six months of, of working hard prior to traveling Mm. as well. When I didn't have to worry about school, I didn't have to worry about shitty exams and whatnot, like just learning what it was like to work quite intensely and quite frequently. So whatever it is you choose, it'll be the right decision in the end because Either you'll learn something about yourself that you really don't like or you'll learn something about yourself that you really do like. And either way, that's going to be a win.
0: Just to end on this note, it's not the end of the world if you don't get the course offer that you desire. There's people who got a crap ATAR who are now doctors yeah, and they're the most knowledgeable doctors in the world. That should give you a lot of hope. No, it's not the end of the world and there's a lot of things to look forward to that isn't just a uni course. Absolutely.
1: On that note, happy Tuesday, everyone.